The Irene Dunn, Fred McMurray Show. Starring Irene Dunn as Susan. And Fred McMurray as George. Together in the gay new exciting comedy adventure, Bright Star. Once again, we present our two stars, Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray, in the romantic comedy adventure, Bright Star. It's morning in the editorial offices of the Hillsdale Morning Star. Susan, the owner, George, her star reporter, and Sammy, the copyboy, do not have a starry look in their eyes. <laughs> in fact, they seem to be having a dim time, this bright A.M., It's an outrage. Look at her, Sammy. Standing there, nifty drawing on her spotless white gloves while her newspaper goes to pot. Get in there and find George Harvey, Sammy, Paul Fry, yes, ma'am. Fellow journalists, I see no good in letting my blood pressure rise because our circulation is falling. Today is my one day of the month at the children's home, and they're waiting for me. Yeah, but we need you here. They need me there. Worse than we do? They're smaller children. Oh, oh George, I realize the paper's in trouble, but... So are those children. You know something? There's hardly any magic left in the world. But there is some. We can't let those children grow up to think it's all gone and that we've let it die. Magic? We grow up, George, and we call it illusion, ideals, faith. But they call it magic. It's a bit of magic to them when a stranger takes an interest in them. So, this is my day with them and I won't change. Goodbye, all. Magic. The woman's clean bath. Not that this paper couldn't use some high-level magic. Yeah, we need some focus to focus in the light. Hey, that's not bad, Sammy. You may quote me. Hey, wait a minute, Sammy. Magic. That's it. If it takes magic to save this paper, we'll get magic. Uh, hand me that pencil. That's magic. And slide me that notebook. That's magic. Sammy, I've got a bright idea. That's magic. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
Courtney, you weren't singing with the rest of the children. Anything wrong? Nothing wrong. He thinks it's all right for young kids, Miss Susan. Well, I'm 11. Anyhow, I don't like to sing. Well, I understand your mother's quite a good singer. I wouldn't know. She has to go from city to city to make a living. You understand that, don't you, Rodney? No. Now, you're clenching your teeth again, Rodney. Why doesn't my mother get married again and stay home and take me away from here? You wouldn't want to make your mother marry just anybody, would you? In a hurry, would you? Well, we'll talk about it later. We'll work things out somehow. You'll see. Come on, Rodney. I'm going to Hillsdale Children's Home, Miss Armstrong. Susan, I've got it. I've got it all worked out. We're in. What? What have you got? Magic. What? Magic. There's a magic lantern. There's a magic carpet. There's in the Arabian Nights. Now just give me ten minutes of your personal attention, and I'll give your children's home kids the time of their lives. Now, is that an offer, or should I go soak my head? It's something for the children? Wonderful for their hearts and great for our circulation. George, I'm coming right back. <laughs> Can't you see it, Susan? Everybody in town getting into the spirit of the thing will turn the town into a magic city right out of the Arabian Nights. Everybody will play a part for the kids. Yeah. You like it, huh? I like it. I love it. We'll push the mayor and his pussy pudding about the new reservoir right off the front page. We'll put the caliph of Baghdad in there instead. Yes, and now, what do we call it? It's got to have a name. Isn't it a great promotion? You know, I could win a prize for this. I got it. We'll call it the Arabian Days. Arabian Nights, Arabian Days, see? It's in. And we'll call the sheriff in there the jailer. <laughs> That's the idea. Yeah, and, and the whole town will play mother and father to those orphans, right? Right. All of Hillsdale, right? Yeah, we'll give them a time. Yeah. And, and, and I know, we'll call the town Mum Dad. Mom, Dad. Yeah, Mom, Dad, Mom, Dad, Bad Dad, Mom, Dad, don't you see? Oh, Mom, Dad. Yeah, well, I know it sounds corny <laughs> to you, but it's magic to them. Golden corn, magic corn. Every kernel you eat makes you wiser. Yeah. Makes you understand the language of the birds and the beasts. And... Yes, and of the little children. You like it, huh? Oh, I love it, oh, George. <laughs> Morning, Star, George Harvey. George. I just wanted to tell you you're a hero at the orphanage here. Oh, they like it, huh? They're dancing in the hallways, and they just made a wonderful suggestion. All wonderful suggestions, gratefully rejected. The Arabian Nights Baghdad had a caliph of Baghdad. That's right, Harun El Raji, caliph of Baghdad, defender of the faithful. So? Everybody wants you to be caliph of Mundad. Well, I accept. And they want me to be Caliphate. Sold to George Harvey of the Morning Star, Hillsdale's most progressive newspaper. All right, get started on some coffee right away. In the works. And George, come to my house for dinner. Dinner? Huh? Yeah, I'll see you. Sammy. I'm back. Harvey. <laughs> Time for the middles. Never knew you to come late for a free meal. Come in. Ah, smells good. Frost beef. Ah, gallant beef. It smells so lovely even in death. Two minutes with you and I'll be a vegetarian. There, there, patient, you little diggins. <laughs> Five minutes with you and I resign from humanity. Well, where's Miss Susan? Oh, uh, who are we here? Uh, children, 
This is Mr. George Harvey from Miss Susan's paper. This is Rodney. Oh, hi, Rodney. From the battleship of the same name. Oh. This is Jocelyn. How do you do? Uh, from the lullaby of the same name, I presume. Oh, oh, oh. Excuse me. Excuse me, please. Oh, what's the matter? What did I do? The wrong thing, as usual. Well, that's her name, isn't it? Yes, it's her name. Now, Jocelyn, honey, don't cry. He didn't mean anything. He's a darling. What did I say wrong, Rodney? Well, I don't know. She's pretty young. Uh, you here for dinner? Same as you. Well, no offense. You go to school, huh? You? Well, I finished. Oh, good for you. Well, thanks, old man. It's okay. Well, you're kind of fresh, aren't you? What'd you have to go and make Jocelyn cry for? Well, what did I do, Rodney? I, I don't know what it's about yet. Well, you don't have to sit there giving me the old fish eye. Oh, hello, George. Oh, hello, Susan. I'm so glad you're on time. Have you gentlemen met? Yeah, we've met. Well, then we'll go right on into dinner, shall Excuse we? Excuse me, Miss Susan. Could I eat later with Jocelyn? Well, yes, if you want it that way. Yes, ma'am. Well, then we'll all sit around and get acquainted after dinner. Yes, ma'am. Uh, could I borrow some plain sugar? Sugar? I brought along my chemical set. I want to make an experiment. Does that sound all right to you, George? No, it sounds perfectly harmless. Sure, go ahead, uh, honey. And don't call me that if it gives you a bad strain, Mr. Harvey. Well, come and get it. Shall we go into dinner, George? I'm afraid it's getting hot. Yeah, lovely dinner, Susan. Lovely. We'll have more of it then. No, no, I couldn't. It was marred only by one thing. What's that? Me. Oh, no, George, you mustn't fret any more about Jocelyn. How could you have known that mentioning the lullaby from Jocelyn would hurt her? How could you have known that her mother always played it for her and that she died two years ago? Yeah, the poor kids. Susan, don't get sore at me if I blow my top with them now and then. I, I like children, Susan, a lot, but I just can't seem to make up to them yet. Well, you'd better learn then, because I love children, too. And I can make up to them. Susan. Yes? Susan, be patient with me. Be patient, Lena, with me, and I, I promise you, I'll, I'll be a good father. You'll see. Well, you'll be a wonderfully strong and tender father. I know. And you, you'll be... I can't go on. What, George? I've never seen you so moved. I'm touched. I, I've never seen you quite like this or talking this way. I, I mean, the, the eternal wife and mother and... Me? And you look so calm and... And beautiful and, well, Madonna-like. <laughs> silly thing to say. Well, it's a lovely thing to say. But I... Personally, I... I've always liked Richard. Richard, should I know about him? For a boy's name, I mean. For a girl, I... Well, I don't know. Mary, maybe. Simple. But his name is Rodney. Whose is? Well, Rodney's is. Oh, but I... Rodney I... is to be your son during the Arabian days. I... And Jocelyn's to be my daughter. Is that what we were just talking about? Well, I thought it was. What were you talking about? Well, nothing. Well, nothing. the caliph and the caliph of mum, Dad. And, and every mum, Daddian will expect us to do our duty. Uh, i got to be that little firecracker's dad all week. Oh, now he's a good boy, really. He, he's belligerent because he's insecure and on the defensive like so many orphans. Why does he always have to eat my head off? What did I ever do? Heaven! What's that? An explosion! Fire! Fire! 
Fire! Two stars, Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray, and the second act of our story. Fire Chief Hagedorn is in the living room with Susan and George after the explosion in the basement. Rodney and Jocelyn stand by wide-eyed. We are terribly sorry this happened, Mr. Hagedorn. Yeah. Yes, we wouldn't have called the fire department, but we really thought it was a fire. You see, Rodney here was experimenting. Gunpowder I was making. He was making gunpowder. Yeah, gunpowder, that's all. That's all, eh? He's a very talented boy. I tried using sugar in the formula instead of charcoal. Sugar being organic, too, see? He's got a mind, that boy. Smart little fella, aren't you? I was on a quiz kid once. I stunk him. You naturally would. And I may add that you've done a mighty poor job raising this firebug son of yours. Now, just one small moment there, Chief Hungry Hatchet. For your information, Rodney here... Uh, George! What? Um, you, you just tell him what you think of your son. About... Oh. Oh, yeah. I was just about to say, Chief, I am not at all displeased with my boy. As a matter of fact, he's the best boy I ever had. Uh, some folks just ain't choosy. Goodbye. Good night, Chief. Oh, we're doing fine so far. Well, I'll be on my way. Good night, Susan. Uh, don't bother to go to the door. Good night, Rodney. Jocelyn. Good night, Good night George. He stuck up for me. Yes, he sure did. He said I was his son. His real son. He does things like that. Gee. He's funny that way. But he's kind of nice, though. Mm-hmm. Well, come on, children. Upstairs to bed. Tomorrow's a big day in Magic Arabia. <laughs> Hurry, all the secrets of Arabia before your very eyes. The giant hammer dryer, deadliest serpent of the east. The Indian rope trick, without an Indian and without a rope, mind you. Never before witnessed by accidental eyes and never again, and maybe not even this time. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yes, Jocelyn, there is magic left in the world today. The magic of kindness, one to another. Enchantment still lives in a cynical world, and as long as enchantment lives, we shall live. We are finding that out more truly than ever, Jocelyn. So thank you, children, Hillsdale, and America. Thank you all. Terrific, Sammy. Other guy must have bought. Susan, did I just have a wonderful lunch? Other fellow must have paid. Had lunch with the chairman of the membership committee of the Knights of the Fourth Estate. No, really? They're considering me for membership. Well, that's a wonderful honor. On account of the Arabian Days? Yep. They say the campaign best exemplifies the American spirit of mutual help and unselfishness toward the weak, the oppressed, 
and the unfortunate. Well, how wonderful for you, George. If it happens. And incidentally, in the meantime, it's sending our circulation sky high. Oh, but it's the honor that counts. You know, Susan, you know what uh, being a knight of the fourth estate means in hard cash? Oh, why, George. The offers. Wow. And the recognition by the Pulitzer Prize Committee. Don't forget that. George Harvey, that's what this whole big week has meant to you. You're a selfish, seeking, conniving, mercenary Hold heathen. On. And I'm really ashamed. Well, Susan. So go away. Hey, boss, look what just came off our friend. Now uh, what? Talk about boners, read that. What is it? Well, it's just your routine write-up of the mayor's remarks about your Arabian Days campaign. Oh. Read the last couple of sentences, please. It represents the true spirit of Hillsdale, a spirit which has animated our history since we were lonely Fort Hill on the Indian frontier. Mm-hmm. The mayor concluded... Well, that's the end. No, no, it reads, the mayor concluded the pool by the wayside is very, very small, yet it mirrors the sun with the best of them all. What? Give me that. If the pool should grow larger, it would not be so fair. I'm dead. As it mirrors the sun in the sweet summer air. I'm dead. How did that get in there? Well, that's the song we sing at the children's home. Well, song or not, it makes the mayor say he's against expanding the city's water facilities. He's been dodging that issue squarely until after election. And here we have him say that if the reservoir were larger, what's it say again? It would not be so fair. It would not be so fair, yeah. Well, when his honor sees that, his honor's on the membership board of the Knights of the Fourth Estate. Uh, Get that phone, somebody, will you? Morning Star, city desk, sort of. Well, yes, sir, he's here. Who? Him. Hello? Hello, Mr. Mayor. (laughs) What's the good word? Not too extreme for a public gathering. There's nothing wrong with the dress, Miss Armstrong. But you're not so sure about me. You're not really going to make a speech tonight in favor of McDonough, are you? The Reform Party can't count on your vote, Patience? The Reform Party. The Reform School Party. Miss Armstrong, it's entirely against my principles, but this time I'm siding with George. And you don't trust me to do what's best for the town or the newspaper? Of course I do. I just wish you'd do something else, that's all. You mean you're not going to the rally? No. Oh, fool that I am, I'll most likely be there. (laughs) Thank you, Patience. Don't thank me. Just don't make me wish I hadn't come. Big crowd, huh, Mr. Harvey? Yeah, I wish it wasn't so big. I don't worry, Mr. Harvey. I'm sure whatever Miss Armstrong does will be for the best. Thank you, boy philosopher. It gives me great pleasure to introduce the little lady who stepped aside in order to make way for a more experienced hand on the tiller. (laughs) As the new candidate of the Reform Party, I commend to your attention our former standard bearer, Miss Susan Armstrong. She's really going to talk, Mr. Harvey. Yeah, I'm afraid she is, Sammy. My friends of Hillsdale, there has been considerable speculation as to why I removed myself as a candidate for mayor and as to whether I would tonight endorse the candidacy of honest John McDonough. To answer your doubts, I do endorse Mr. McDonough. Let's go home, Sammy. I'm with you, Mr. Harvey. My reasons why Mr. McDonough would make a much better mayor than I could hope to be are many. 
I shall name a few. As befits a public official, honest John is thrifty. <laughs> Out of his alderman's salary of $2,000 a year, I happen to know that he has in the past five years saved over $200,000. Hey, stop that thing. Let her talk. Mr. McDonough is loyal. Twenty-three members of his immediate family are on the city payroll, fourteen of whom have been dead from six to twenty years. Hey, Mike, Frankie, get the dame away from the microphone. She's killing us. Let me out. Stay right here, friend. I want you to hear the rest of this. Give it to him, Susan. You tell him, Susan. To continue. Mr. McDonough is the greatest vote-getter in the history of this or any other city. In the last election held in his district, out of a total of 3,000 registered voters, McDonough polled over 4,000 votes. And so I ask you, I ask you with these facts in mind when you go to the polls tomorrow, who is your choice for mayor, McDonough or Hendricks? Hey, let me through here. Pardon Susan. Susan. George. George. Was I all right, George? All right. You were wonderful. You were terrific. But God, I haven't got a chance. You think it was a surprise? Surprise? Was it? Well, nobody in the whole city expected anything like... Well, uh, nobody but me, of course. I knew it all the time. <laughs> hey, come on. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Our stars, Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray, will be back in a moment. George. Yes, Susan? Final election results in? I'm just finishing my story. Hendricks in a landslide. Well, well, he's stuffy, but I'm sure he's honest. An ideal mayor. You don't think I would have made a good mayor? No, of course, Susan. It's just that, well... It's just what? Well, that every time a new beauty queen is crowned, the mayor is supposed to have his picture taken kissing her. You'd have to admit you look pretty silly. Yeah, that's true. But, George... Hmm? Just imagine the Navy coming to town. You know, I'm glad you didn't win. <laughs> Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray will be back next week in another exciting comedy adventure in the gay new series, Bright Star. This is Harry Von Zell inviting you to join us then. <laughs>